Perry and another show of Speakers Magazine show. And we have guest Dr. Anthony Kellum. Hey there, so this is Pam Perry, and today we have a guest that I'd like to introduce to some and maybe just present to others, uh, Dr. Anthony O'Kellum. So you may have seen him around before in the Detroit area on billboards and things like that, and he's done some fabulous stuff. He is a real estate entrepreneur on a mission to save the American dream of home ownership for the African-American community. He believes property is power. Anthony is the president of Kellen Mortgage LLC, who and is also an author who um, gained national fame for his philanthropy, and we'll get into that in a little bit, um, is returning his re- Detroit roots with a message of hope for uh, distressed communities and those feeling marginalized or left behind by the city's urban renewal. Dr. Kellen will promote practical steps towards home ownership, neighborhood rehabilitation, distress and disadvantaged communities, and spread the work that property is power. You know, I like alliteration, right? I'm Pam Perry. Uh, Kellum has long fought the notion of greed and selfishness in real estate investing and favors instead the mission-based approach that has made him so successful. If we had band together to take care of the rundown um, houses on the block, we all benefit, he said. It says value comes up, people make money, and in many cases, lives are changed. Community empowerment through home ownership is my life's mission. And that's what Anthony said. Studies indicate home ownership leads to increases in higher graduation rates, family wealth, community involvement, and stakeholders. He is a Detroit success story. So I will, you can read all of his bio in the speaker's magazine, but right now I'm going to just bring him up right now. Hey there. (laughs) I like that. Hi, doctor. How are you doing? Good, good, good. So, you know, I you're in this month's um, issue of Speakers Magazine. Well, February's issue, because this is March now. But you're on the homepage of Speakers Magazine. And you're on this mission that property is power. But I will say something, uh, Dr. Anthony, that I found something in two... You were a 40 under 40, uh, Crane's 40 under 40. We won't say how many years ago that I was, know. right? <laughs> But one of the things uh, my cousin, uh, Gail Perry Mason, said about you, that you are a tireless champion in the community and that you were blazing the trail as the first minority on the board of Michigan Mortgage Brokers Association. So how did that come about? I mean, you were so young, right? So you're under 40, first African-American on this. Explain what that that organization is, first of all. Well, um, so, yeah, I was the first African-American president uh, of the mm-hmm. Michigan Mortgage Brokers Association. And uh, and that's just our trade organization where we lobby in Lansing or lobby in Washington, D.C. on, on, on homeownership issues. And that, that, that was a great learning experience for me and discovery that, uh, you know, you got to be at the, at the table to get your voice heard. So mm-hmm. uh, as it relates to lending in the African-American community, just make sure that that there's people at the table to represent that certain communities. Mm-hmm. So what was one of the things that um, home giveaway, let's talk about that and where that mm-hmm. idea came from. 
because a lot of people may not know about what that was about. And I think you gave away three homes or four homes. Well, we actually gave away 11 homes. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of cars, furniture and food. And and that was a that was a really humbling experience that we did. I, I didn't have any idea how big it would be and, and how much attention we get at the time. Um, but we were buy a house and rehab it and then uh, uh, find a we worked with the radio station and some local TV stations to find a winner. And, and, and the goal was is to kind of teach them about home ownership and becoming mm-hmm. a homeowner, those type of things. And uh, it was eye opening because I was surprised to see just here in, in this area how bad people were living. I mean, their current situation. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a, a fun thing to do. It was a lot of work, a lot of stress, um, and, but a lot, a lot of fond memories as well. Yeah. And that was one of the things that I do remember. It just kind of bubbled to the top. So where did this I guess you say this mission, um, where did it come from? What did you uh, grow up, um, you know, I think something about Highland Park, that was like one of the areas that you targeted. What was your, give us your backstory, I guess you would say. I mean, I mean, so I've always been uh, very interested in uh, home ownership, putting people in houses and that, and that has become more defined and more granular and more purposeful over the years. So like you said, I mean, I started my company. I've been uh, in uh, self-employed since 1995. And that's, you know, and uh, I had tremendous success quickly. Um, and I also had, a, a, you know, a long road of learning, a lot of bumps along the way. Uh, so I just I just love helping people. But I just thought my message now, uh, property is power, uh, it's just more important in, in, in this whole Black Lives movement really impacted me in, in a unique way. And I thought about, you know, what I've given and what I've done and what, how I really helped African-Americans. And, and so do really you want to speak on that? That's like, are you going around to different churches, different community organizations? Uh, really, what is like the main message? It's like save your money, buy a house or get your credit together or all of the above. What, what is like the main thing that you're telling? So my, my focus is, um, it's just trying not to be canned, trying not to be like, um, you can buy a house, you can get rich. You can, you know, uh, I own 50 houses and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for a legacy where people understand that when they, when they get out of college, their first priority is to purchase a home. Or, I mean, even if they don't go to school or get a trade or become entrepreneur, I, I, I think that it's important that we tell our young folks and raise our young folks the way I was raised by my father, own a home, um, mm-hmm. become a homeowner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, early. Yeah. Early. Early. Because yeah. yeah. you buy it and then it'll, it'll, you can flip it. And I remember um, one particular uh, family member. They got married very young. They were probably in their 20s and their first home was in Oak Park. And then okay. I, they moved to a little small house and they moved to Southfield. Then they moved to West Bloomfield. Then they moved out of state. And then every time they bought a house, it got bigger and bigger. Their last house that they had has 11 bathrooms. That, that's a wonderful that's a wonderful story uh, it's like our family's like whoa we remember you way back when on that little shotgun house in oak park <laughs> I, you know but, I, but they I, just they they bought early they got married young and they bought a home early it doesn't matter uh how big it is you don't have to save to buy the 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 you know the, the 
the 5,000 square foot house, you could start small and it, it does, it does add up. And I like what you said, it's about legacy. So explain that term because, you know, it's a, it's kind of like not an academic term, but explain it how you would to an audience, like a church audience. What is legacy? You know, so uh, as I mentioned earlier uh, is, so my, my goals have kind of been more granular, more, more defined for me. Legacy was uh, originally was a, something that I wanted to do. I wanted to leave my, my family, my kids, something, leave them uh, when I go on to heaven uh, that I could leave them something, you know, but I, I think, over, <laughs> I, yeah, right, right. Exactly. But I think over the years, we as a community have gotten away from that. You know, people buy houses, man, you can do a lot with them. Um, uh, you can borrow against them to send your kids to college. You know, uh, that's 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 one of the main incentives. You know, as you pay it down and appreciate over years, you're building you're building wealth, you're building equity in your property. Mm-hmm. But if you really map it out and you look at it, if you start buying homes in, in neighborhoods and improving those homes, it becomes a domino effect. So, the corner stores, the party stores, the the hair places, the chicken places, all in the neighborhood that we can go to and and shop. And, and then that re-interns invest in the community, invest in the values of those properties, turn around and leave something to your kids um, or pass equity alone or send kids to college, mm-hmm. uh, or turn around and sell and move up. Um, so as I, as I mentioned, when I looked at the kind of like uh, very disappointed um, in the, say, the whole Black Lives Matter movement, uh, not the movement itself, but just in terms of you know, it's just like Groundhog's Day. You know, it's like for years, like when I was younger, I was very green and, and I just thought making money and wealth and building wealth was just easy and things had changed and all you have to do is work hard. Um, but that's not always the case for many people. And there are a lot of impediments. Uh, and I've had my own. You know, I've had a tremendous success, but I also equally have had tremendous failure. Um, and one of the things in the book that I'm working on now, I, I share that, that it was real estate that brought me back. So it's one thing to talk about real estate and making money and you can do this and you do that. It's another to fail and fall on your butt. And yet you, it's those doors that real estate was the was key in, in, in turning my, my life around um, in a positive way. And I kind of want to share a more wholesome, more equitable message um, to real estate, not just so much, you know, I came over here on a boat now, own a boat. Remember all those infomercials and, <laughs> you know, and the girls and the boats and the houses, but more like real, real, um, deep real value, you yeah. know, real yeah. deep value. So I think that people who have great success also had great failures. So anybody who has ever done anything great, you know, they've been at it for a while, but also to the biggest lessons that you have from failures. I just posted something like that on my Instagram yesterday. I think it was uh, Steve Harvey's voice. And so, you know, Steve Harvey is a great success, but he also had great failures. At one point he was living in his car. So it is something that I, I think your message, sharing your message, because you have it from both perspectives, from the standpoint of what it was like to really like, hey, you know, I'm giving away 11 houses to the point where it's like, okay, now I've got to like start from ground zero and rebuild. But when you rebuild, you're telling people how they can do it with real estate. That's always been your passion, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, part of it is that uh, unlike you, I, I only have one skill set, you know, so you know, I, I couldn't go get a job or anything. Like my wife was like, hey, you need to go get a job. You need to do something. But I, I was yeah, like, oh, no, right, right. I, I had everybody food. I only had one talent. Um, and I was able to, you know, I learned a very 
a very important lesson um, that hit me later in life from my dad. And my dad was very uh, conservative. And he, he always would tell me uh, the grass, as a kid, the grass looks green on the other side, like just stay the course. Um, and he would and he would share like, hey, look at, you know, this this fashion is back. That is back. This person is back. But if you stay there long enough and do what you do, you you know, you would, you would turn the corner, you would get back. Mm-hmm. So although people were looking successful and doing other things and moving on out of the industry and doing other things. And I used the word looking successful because the social media could be, you know, it's very um, illusionary, so to speak. And that can affect people. That can, that can affect people in certain ways. Mm-hmm. I just stayed my course and. um we thought about relocating, um, but then I thought what it would cost me to have the brand that I built here um, yeah. from from and here in Detroit uh, going to a different location. It's going to cost me a lot, you know, a ton of money. Yeah, you'll be, throwing, you'll be throwing away all your equity, right? Throwing right. away all your brand equity. Exactly. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I got a lot of dear friends here. Uh, and, and then I also discovered who, you know, who were, weren't my friends. One of the things about success that I, that was hard for me was um, people, you know, I, I could walk in a room and um, I would get so much attention. People come up to me. I mean, it, it, I mean, it was uh, overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I, you know, as I, I mean, you know, in your struggles and your comeback, I walked in a room and no one would say anything or come over to these same people. The same people take borrow money. People you help, pastors, uh, politicians wouldn't, wouldn't talk to me or, mm-hmm. or wouldn't greet me in it is uh oh what happened all right anthony he was saying and it's it's like that too it's people who um anthony kind of froze a little bit i don't know if it's my wi-fi or not but one of the things that even people who have like jobs and they work for like corporations and they may be like in the c-suite and then they are very at the top and they are giving away sponsorships and they're doing they're buying tables at events anthony come back and and then when you leave no one calls you no one even knows you. And it's like, hey, but when I was working at A, B, and C company, it was always about, oh, you're my best friend. And it's not cool. Okay. It's not cool when people, people are people. So you definitely don't need to treat people like that. Anthony is frozen. He is really frozen. So there we go. All right. So he's going to come back in because his Wi-Fi was going in and out. But he was saying about success. When people are successful or famous or whatever, they are all on your side, but then at a certain point in time, then when you don't have that success or you don't have that position in that company, then people don't know you. I always say, don't do that. Oh, there he, he's back. He's back. And I was just telling them, Anthony, about when people are in corporations, even when they have those positions and they're like maybe the C-suite and they're the person that can write the checks to the dinners and buy the banquet, you know, this and that sponsorships. And then they leave or maybe they get fired or maybe they start their own company. They check their own company. So they don't have the big money with that they had working at the big corporation. And then nobody would even call, return their calls. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can see That's that. Right. I mean, I, I, I learned a very valuable lesson in, um, uh, in, in that treatment, but it also made me stronger. And, and, and it gave me an insight on the nature of people. And it also positioned me better uh, as I move in the future. Um, mm-hmm. So in terms of, you know, um, I'm, I'm really understated more now, you know, um, I, I, I go out, people like, Hey, Keller, where you've been? And, and, you know, and we're in, in Keller mortgage and we're doing, we're doing quite well. And 
but I don't need to be out on the scene and I don't, I don't need that energy anymore. I don't need those people around me anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I don't, I don't, in my personality, I was feeding on that, you know, and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want that anymore per se. It's not yeah. something that was good for me. So it was a lesson learned and I'm better for it. I hate going through that journey, but I went through it and God brought me through on the other side and I was able to, uh, you know, keep my family, keep my wife that's, and my kids. And that's, that's, that's the most important. That's, that's the most really, important. really important. And, um, and you have a message to share. You now yeah. have a message to share. Yeah, I think and so. People can yeah. resonate with that message. It's the, it's the, it's the message of the comeback message, or it is the, the message where people knew you when, and then they want to know what's, what was the journey in between. And, and everybody can relate to the journey. I remember a period of time, probably, probably before 2010. So I've been around since 2000. So long around 2007, eight, nine, they were like, really, really oh, like, oh my goodness. I was like, I could have took this business and just burned it up. Right. I was just like, oh, I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of, tired of the people, tired of the clients and that sort of thing. But I made a pivot. And I made the pivot um, going after a different target market, doing different uh, things. Social media was coming on the scene. So I was doing a lot of social media training. And, you know, it was like a whole new pivot. It was like I shed off all of that old stuff and I made a pivot into the new. And it it seems like every 10 years I do that. So, again, 2020, a lot of things pivoted in 2020, but I did another pivot as well. And so a lot of it has to do with knowing yourself, like what you said, being more reflective, not feeding on stuff on the outside, but really just getting on the inside and really mm-hmm. telling people the message that you are telling them and going to, um, what are like some of the ideal places that um, Dr. Anthony, that you would like to like speak at is, would it be like uh, community organizations like an urban league or would it be sales organizations like national sales uh, network or what are the Rotary clubs? I mean, those are big too. I just was at a chamber yesterday and I told the chamber uh, lady, I said, listen, I said, you need to, it was great network. I said, but you need to have a speaker. I said, even if they only speak for 15 minutes, I mean, that would be really cool, you know, but what are some of the favorite places you see yourself maybe speaking at in the future? I mean, all, all of the above. I mean, wherever I can get the message at kind of on, on kind of on a lofty um, goal I have is to be, um, uh, hold people accountable. And I, I would like to, talk on CNN or talk on Fox News or talk here locally, all things home ownership, all things finance in the African-American community. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, I'm, and I'm unapologetic for that. And I, and I feel ex- inspired to do that. And um, I, I feel like that, that space is empty. Uh, and I feel, you know, I'm evolved a lot and I, and I, I see where I can fill in gaps um, in other organizations that I'm involved in, like maybe the Michigan Mortgage Lender Association, Community Home Lender Association, and all those organizations, I feel um, I can bring some value there in terms of education that we can bring back and help our community. One of the things I'm really proud about, you know, I spoke, you know, HUD just lowered. I, I got a, I didn't post this because I'm trying to be humble, but uh, I posted, but I, I left myself, I left myself out of it. FHA just lowered their um, premiums. Okay. And I, and I worked hard. I worked very hard the last two years alongside with the Community Home Lenders Association, going to Washington C D C doing Zoom calls with Secretary HUD and others. And I'm sure there were other trade organizations involved in that. But you know, I, I, I had the microphone and and I'm pleased two or three years later that that, that happened. And that well, had you're like lobbyists. And that yeah. helped and that helps uh our people directly. Mm-hmm. You know, when those premiums go um down. 
payments go down. Um, and so one of the things I would like to work on as well with them is uh, remove them after, like you do conventional loans, like uh, after they get 20% equity in the property. I like to see that go away altogether. But this is a starting point, and I'm very, very, very happy for that. Yep. Oh, that is good. That is good. It's like you were a lobbying. It's like it's it's all in your mission. It's all a part of that. And you were saying something about um, being humble. And, and, and self-promotion is not something that feels like really natural, but it's something that I just call sharing. And I'm um, going to take a little quick, a uh, little break right here to talk about a new uh, quick media coverage, which is something that is new that I just recently launched or that another pivot, but it will just help people understand that you can be a great speaker and have a great message. You can have a great book, but if don't nobody know about it, don't make no difference. So we'll That's be true. back right after this. Thank you. All right. So that was it. That was that was our quick media coverage. It was very quick. <laughs> no, that's it's, OK. It's, it's a program that basically is um, so that people can know who you are, what you stand for, what your mission is about. Tell your story, share it, let it become shareable, be found in Google. So you didn't post it. But if I were to Google you, I always say this is being shared on YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook, that we want to make sure that people understand where we're coming from, what our perspective is, and people are connecting. Social media is now, quote unquote, social media marketing. But it, earlier it called social networking. Um, and people used to network because we can do it online. But now it's, it's taking a whole nother kind of a look but still people are looking for ways to connect with people and so you never know you may be the answer to someone's prayer but you have to make sure that they know what it is that you're capable of so if you were part of that in terms of lobbying for that that is a big deal so somebody will want you to like hey could you come to our organization and speak to that and that could be something that just kind of triggers them and say hey you know that's i, I saw this guy and he he did this or whatever it's just it it, for media or organizations, it doesn't matter. So yes, yeah, so I always say, please, please, let's let's tell our stories. You know, speakers are one of the ones that that I I love um, helping speakers really speak their story because they're like, if you put them in front of people, they're good. But for them to you know say the message, but for them to promote what they've done, it's like, uh, no, I don't want to do that. It's, yeah, it's, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I, I uh, struggle with it a little bit, kind of as you know, just trying to. You know, I went from eating a steak and I, was, I thought that was cheating. Everybody's out playing golf or somewhere. And I was like, ah, that's that's not me. You know, if I can if I can help people and I can uh, uh, that's that's what I want to do. And that's what I want to talk about and, and tweet about if I can. But, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I tell people my my daughter she's probably watching this at some point. You know, she's one of those social media people and, and she's always looking at people. And I'm like, hey, you, you, that's all an illusion. You know, you can't believe all that's going on. You know, it's like it's, it's, it's gonna be, that would be like, say, for instance, you have a book and you have a book, you have a new book coming out and you just slap any cover on there. Well, you know, some some cover you did on your computer. No, you want to put the best foot forward. You wanted to have a really nice cover because mm. people do judge a book by its cover. So you just putting your best foot forward. So in social media, people are just putting their best foot forward. Now, sometimes it can't go a little bit too far. I mean, people go and rent houses and cars and they pretend like it's theirs. Now that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. But in terms of just putting the, your best foot forward, that's like what we would do with anything. You just want to make sure that your brand is polished. So it's not, I will, I did a whole podcast on that, that people do go a little bit too far with the hype and a little bit too fake. 
but I think that's just the air that we're in right now. But I do think people should put their best foot forward and actually just tell their story. There's some people that I love following on social media. Gail Perry Mason is one. We kind of mentioned her. I mean, she is who she is. You meet her in person and you see her online and she is the exact same thing. So very, very genuine, very genuine. Salt of the earth. Yes. Salt yes. of the earth. I love, I love Gail. I, I, I need to reach out to her. Yes. Yes. You know, her son is getting married too, by the way. So that's, uh, that's another nice. little thing. If yeah. she was one of those, I mean, you know, I mean, whenever she would see me, we would talk. Yeah. And she was genuine. Yeah, really and, and, and that always left an impression upon me, you know, so. Mm -hmm. uh, she's in the finance. Yeah. She's in the finance. So you guys are all kind of like in the same kind of area. And, and A little bit of space. Really yeah, because you're really concerned about our people. So you're really concerned about that people have wealth and, and legacy for their families, for their community, that no one's left out. Um, you know, your 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 line is property is power. And the same thing with her. She's teaching kids and money camp and all that kind of stuff. And it's it really goes together. And she speaks a lot, too. And it's like whatever is your motivation, that's what you're going to speak on. That's your that's your mission. That's your motivation. That's what, you know, I put you in a room and pretty soon you're going to be talking and teaching people about what it is that you do so that people can actually understand about wealth building through real estate. That's really what it is. Wealth building through real estate, which is like very simple entrepreneurship. I have another client, Dexter B. Jenkins. I would like to introduce you to him. Dexter B. Jenkins talks about that. There's three ways for um, you to really build wealth stewardship, you know, obviously that uh, ownership, uh, ownership through real estate, and then also entrepreneurship. And that's basically it. He calls it like the, that's, those are the ways where most Millionaires are making their money. You know, they do some other things as well, but most of them are always entrepreneurs. They are entrepreneurs and they have some kind of mm -hmm. that is really, really like the main thing. So what is the name of the book that you're working on? Or do you have a title yet? So um, one of my goals is to create the Properties Power brand, very similar to Chicken Soup for the Soul. Okay. So okay. My, my, my first book was Properties Power, Building Wealth in Distressed Neighborhoods. And I'm still working on the title, Property is Power, you know, the comeback, Property is Power. Um, you know, I've got, I'm working on that kind of the name a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm just about done with it. I just don't, uh, still working on the name. And I, and I, and I got a lot, I finished the book a few times, but I just want it good. You yeah. know, I want, I want it to be really, you know, when someone sit down and read that book, I, I want it to be good and not canned. I want it to be knowledge based. And very helpful, mm -hmm. um, and so until I, you know, I, I'm in no rush. It's not there yet, but it's pretty close, you know. Okay, but I do close. like I do like the property is power. You just need a subtitle, is what you're saying. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. just need a subtitle. Yeah, yeah. subtitle. Exactly. It'll come to you. It'll come to you. So uh, right now we are almost at the end. I'm gonna put your website up. But what is it that you would love to leave with our audience right now? Put your website there. I, I think like. Um, you know, people are concerned about interest rates, um, and 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 that may be pausing them to make certain decisions. But I tell people, you know, the three and two percent that was kind of an anomaly, and mm -hmm. interest rates are kind of in that five, five and a half, four and three quarters uh, range. Uh, Six percent—that's kind of the sweet spot, historically speaking. Uh, so don't let that stop you. Um, and uh, you know, refinancing—I would—I would highly recommend people do that. Um, even in today's interest rate market environment, mainly to make sure, I mean, because you still got strong equity positions. So why lose your equity if the value, if you think 
about 08 and how things went down and how people lost millions of dollars in the equity. Why not? Why not take that, have that money there to invest, uh, have that money there to sit through whatever tough time that may be coming or may have passed. Um, you know, use your home as an opportunity. Don't lose your home. Don't take risks with your property. But right. if you have a strategic opportunity that you want to do, that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that, that's it. That. And then, listen, if you want me to come out and talk to anyone, I mean, I'll come and talk to anybody anywhere. I mean, I go to the boys club, <laughs> boys scouts, uh, <laughs> coffee, coffee and donuts, uh, you know. Right. <laughs> but I can tell you're passionate about it. And that's one of the main things. And you care. And that's one of the key things about all speakers that are in the magazine. They care. They there, you were in this magazine. There were more men in this magazine than any issue. It was really interesting. Hotep was in here, Dr. Akmal, you, Charlie Wimber. Uh, it, it, it's a more issue, but it was like really a good issue. Um, you can, people can go to speakersmagazine.com and actually download. But yeah, you have a passion for this and you have a knowledge base of you were 40 under 40 back when. Uh, when you're just starting out, I looked that up. I said, wow. I said, I, I could, I, that was in, what year was that? I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you were, you were doing, you were doing it way back when. So that's how yeah. I know that you and Gail, cause she had a, she had a quote in there from that as well. So um, thank you so much, Anthony, for really joining us today. This has been really, really good. Um, I just wish you well. Uh, KellenMortgage.com. People reach out to you. Have you come and speak? I could, when I asked you what, what were the things that, um, you want to leave, you you read off like, okay, we should have took up a notepad at that point because you were like, yeah. so yeah, so I know you got a lot of information you want to share. So thank you so much for joining us today on Speakers Magazine show. Well, thank you for having me. And it's it's good to be here. And thank you so much. And keep doing what you're doing. All right. Thank you. We will. We do this every single month. The magazine, the March issue is out now. So we will talk with you later and you enjoy. Bye-bye. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>